0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel
1: and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Con contact DWS 06 plus. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash tirerackcom The way tire buying should be. complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. So I saw the story of Patrick Ewing, the former Nick great, now a coach at Georgetown, they wouldn't let him into Madison Square Garden because the security didn't recognize him. He's Patrick freaking Ewing. And then there's the Charles Oakley moment. One of the most beloved players got into a fight with security guards. Sometimes I feel like the Knicks do everything shy of throwing stuff at players when they enter the building. Conversely, look at the Lakers. There's statues for announcers. There's statues for former players. There's banners everywhere. Even when stars like Magic Johnson come work for the club, and it's kind of a disaster as a coach and a GM, they put their arms around him and say, that's okay, you're a Laker. And two weeks later, he's lobbying for the team. Maybe that's why players want to play for the Lakers. They take care of their stars. There's something to be said about how you treat your stars as a franchise. You ever notice that with the Red Sox? Everybody that leaves, Ted Williams, Manny Ramirez, Nomar Para, is always backstabbing. The Yankees are always looking for a day to bring you back and give you a bobblehead day. You watch these franchises. They're stars. You get two to three a decade. Could you, I don't know, tell security, here's 12 guys that are our legends. If they walk in, just let them go. Maybe it's just because in Los Angeles, there's stars everywhere and they're treated like royalty. We're just used to celebrities here. Maybe it's because in New York, it's, it's a tougher town. They want to push back, make you earn the respect. But like Patrick Ewing had, what, 20,000 points? I think if I tried to get into Madison Square Garden, they'd be like, you're a sports guy, right? Come on in. Patrick Ewing, never seen you before. No idea who you are. Doesn't he have like a jersey hanging in the rafters? Isn't this picture anywhere? This is why they never land big free agents. This is why nobody wants to play there. How you treat your stars goes a long way with players. They watch stuff like that. Think about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant clearly likes New York. Could have gone either way. And he chose Brooklyn. How many titles do they have? Didn't it catch us all off guard? What does that tell you? The funny thing about the Knicks is... You heard rumors, they're close to LeBron. They're going to land KD. You ever notice this? They never land anybody. Why would you want to play for an organization that couldn't recognize Patrick Ewing? Is it really shocking? The Brooklyn Nets on their roster currently have KD, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Blake Griffin. And the Knicks have OB Toppin, Julius Randle, Derek Rose, and Emmanuel quickly. Think about this. Steve Kerr idolized Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson's the GM. Offered Steve Kerr the job for the New York Knicks. Steve Kerr's like, let's see, legendary franchise. My idol is a coach. Nah, not interested whatsoever. It's time to sell the franchise, maybe move the franchise, or get a security guard who recognizes Patrick Ewing. It's not like he's a utility infielder at 5'6". He's seven feet tall. Doesn't that eliminate 99% of New York City? Listen, it's a bad sign when your security plays better defense than your team. Well, he added stability and a presence to the Washington football team. And with no preseason, no camps in a pandemic, about six, seven games in, Suddenly, they look like the best team in their division. He got to a Super Bowl with Carolina. He was a great linebacker for the Chicago Bears. And most defensive coaches are known as conservative. Not him. It's Riverboat Ron. And he is now joining us on the Colin Coward Podcast. So let's start with that. I got a lot of friends who are coaches. Dave Stats. And these defensive coaches, Ron, they'd rather run it 42 times, a couple screen passes, and let's go <laughs> let's go home, have dinner. We won. You are more of
3: a risk taker. So where does that come from? Well, you know, it's interesting, Colin, because uh, the guy that gave me my first shot was uh was Coach Wanstead. And uh, I truly appreciate him for it. I really do. And he's a he's a neat guy. But you know, what happened was um I was conservative when I first got started as a head coach and my first 2 years I had a record of being 3 and 13 a games decided by 6 points or less after my second season uh the the former owner uh Jerry Richardson Mr. Richardson told me you know you need a mentor somebody to talk to he said I want you to talk to John Mad he's a friend he and I have been talking about you he said he'd love to visit So I said, sure. So I call Coach Madden. We have a great conversation. He says, hey, why don't you come see me? Sit down. Let's talk. I said, "Okay, great. He said, oh, um, by the way, before you come see me, you know, uh, you know, I know that record of three and 13. I said, yeah. He goes, why don't you go look at those 13 games you lost and see if you could have done something different? So I said, "Okay." So I went back. I looked at each one of those games and, you know, I looked at the the fourth quarter and I, I wrote a bunch of notes and took a bunch of, uh, uh, thoughts down and 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 so I finish this report. I go out and I see Coach Madden out in Pleasanton, California, where, yeah. his, uh, his, where his offices are. I go in, we sit down, we start chit-chatting, and I said, "Oh, I, I got that little assignment you gave me." He said, "What? the the, the homework you gave me about the, about the the thirteen losses." And I so I go to hand it to him. He looks at me, goes, "That's not for me. That's for you. What did you learn?" I said, well, I I did everything by the book. You know, I I, I punted, you know, when you should have punted. I kicked a field goal when you should have kicked a field goal. And he goes, how'd that end up for you? He said, well, I was three and 13 and game decided by six points or less. He said, exactly. He said, Ron, there is no book. You've played enough football. You've coached enough football. You've been around enough football to make decisions based on your gut, on your feel, on your experience. He said, use that instead of this book. And so I did. So I go into my third year, and um, we're playing the Giants at home. And in our first drive, I go for it on fourth down. We convert, get the first down, score a touchdown. Then we go to, uh, to, to Minnesota two weeks later. And in our first drive, I go for it twice on fourth down, uh, convert both of them. In fact, the second time we went for it, it was fourth and two from the two-yard line, and we went for it and scored a touchdown. And lo and behold, since from that point on uh, riverboat Ron was born,
0: <laughs> by the way, I know so many people who have called Madden. He's a great advice giver. He
3: really oh, he is. is. Yes. Yeah. I, you know what I did? I I've seen him and talked to him. I've seen him on, on about five different occasions. I've, I've talked to him on the phone, several occasions. So I actually owe him a phone call. Um, and each I've got this, I've got these notes. I've got these pages and pages of notes. I've, you know, hand wrote them all. And then I transcribed them all. I got them all saved on my computer. And I'm telling you, I, I go through and I read them about once every you know, probably three or four months, just as a reminder, I, I go through them. And one of the first things that he said to me, he said, Ron, don't ever forget you're the head coach. That's one of the first things I have in my notes is one of the first things he said to me. And that is don't ever forget you're the head coach. And I thought, wow. And I see that every time I, I pull those notes out, and I look at it. There it is, looking me right in the face.
0: Well, you've got a presence, and and I, I've always believed that the coach has to have a presence. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with alpha males. You got to make tough decisions. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to be confrontational. When and you've had some ass chewings, and you've had some great speeches. I've seen I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> has there ever been a moment, Ron, where you walked out and thought, "Ah, that's too hard on him. Ah, that that was." Have you ever done that? Yeah,
3: I've done that a couple of times. Um, it's funny because um, it, you worry about, you know, I want to say, I don't want to use the word breaking, but you, you worry about, you know, crushing a guy's confidence. That's right. And and you walk out and, and you always go, oh, God, geez, did I, did I really just say that, I, you know? And lo and behold, the player comes around and says, Coach, I really appreciate that. And I, you know, I said, Oh, okay. I guess, I guess I didn't, I, I didn't crush him. You know, it, it is. You, sometimes you do worry that, that you, you you know, cause there is a fine line, but I will say this. The one thing, the guys that I've learned, the guys really appreciate is that, is that when you do it, you're doing it because you believe it's what's best for them. Right. That it's going to help them as much as it's going to help the team. That I think is important. The players got to understand that you are truly trying to help them be better.
0: Well, We talked about this on my show more than once. You start one and four, pandemic, no OTAs. Alex Smith is hurt. You got a rookie quarterback. And you end up, you kind of find your footing in October. Mm -hmm. And I want you to take me back. Maybe it's a car ride, an epiphany, a coaching meeting. Mm -hmm. that you sat there and you told the guys, maybe it's your coach. You're like, we're turning this thing around. I can see us landing on our feet. We're close.
3: What was interesting was after our, 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 our fourth game and we lost it, what really kind of shook me was just looking at the players. And I could just tell the players really believed that they are better than that. And as I was looking at the schedule, I kept thinking to myself, man, you know, we have an opportunity because the next six games – you know, I, I think the combined record of, of, of the next six teams or games we were going to play was like, you know, uh, three and 12 or something like that. And it was something ridiculous. I'm going, God, I mean, we have if we could win. And we only won uh, three of those six. But it, it got the ball rolling is what it did. And you could feel the confidence. And so that's when I made the decision to, to, to go in another direction sat Dwayne down put the ball in Kyle's hand and what what I decided was you know I could I could continue with one guy and forsake 52 or I could put one guy aside and try and develop the other 52 and that's what I decided was that I had an opportunity uh, we had an opportunity to see the rest of the team grow um, because you know it, it it just you know Dwayne just wasn't it wasn't coming together for Dwayne.
0: Well, you know, I had talked to Urban Meyer before that season, and I said, Urban, is, is he is he ready to be a franchise quarterback? And he said, not now. And, you know, Urban's very complimentary of his players. Yes, he is. And, you know, Ron, as you know, it's pretty cruel. Yep. Quarterback, you're asked to be uniquely mature at 22 years old. I wasn't. Yes. And a yes. lot of time, it's your parenting. A lot of time, it's your background. And you're just not ready for it. And when I saw that cell phone thing, Ron, I'm a, I'll be the first to tell you. My instinct is, oh, this, this is not going to work. This is not, he's not ready for it. He and, I, and by the way, I can name four other quarterbacks I've seen in the last two years. And I remember Johnny Manziel. I said, he's not ready for it. He's not ready to run a franchise of 20, 30-year-old men. And I mean – did you try to get through or did you just come to terms with hey he's not there
3: this is not going to work for him I you know what I tried to come to terms with him it, you know he, he's 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 a very talented player he's got he's got an NFL arm a legit arm and there there's a part of him that 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 he wants to he wants to but something keeps getting in the way I'm not sure what it was and and and, and that was the hard part because he 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 puts in the time and then he doesn't and you wonder, where is he? What's he doing? And then you see him over here, and you go, okay, and then you don't see him. Um, and so I, I think the, the, the thing that he needs to do is just prioritize. I mean, the kid, as I said, he's talented. And if he ever does get it, he's going to make an impact.
0: Yeah, he's big, strong kid with an arm. But yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I had heard things. I had sources enough in the league that I had heard that it, he just wasn't, he didn't quite understand the commitment, the Russell Wilson. The, and listen, yes. it, it's not fair. You, you yeah. should be able to be a quarterback at 44 years old, <laughs>
3: but it doesn't yeah. work that way. You know, no, because again, there, there's 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 an intangible that you have to have, and as you said, if you're 20, if you're 20, and there's a group of 30 year olds, uh, you better be as mature as them. So,
0: when I looked, you Chase Young's obviously Justin Jefferson, Chase Young um, of yeah. the top 12 picks in the draft. Well, I mean, Chase is the Chase and Justin Herbert were the top 12 picks. They're the two best players. But the draft is tough. I went yesterday and looked at the top 12 picks. Four or five, struggled. You yeah. had one of the stars. Um, and, and it's not like your defensive line needed – you had a pass rush. But you mm-hmm. said, I'm going to double down on what we're good at. And I, that philosophy is interesting to me. Tell me about well, that.
3: Well, you know, I've I, I, I heard it over and over again. I, and I've heard people say, make your strength stronger. And that was one of the things that, that we were looking to do. You know, in, in, in today's game, your draft picks come in and you take them, you know, and, and you, you know, your first and second, and you use them for as long as you can on that young contract. And that makes it important. Um, and that's what it was for us on the D-line. But what, what really stood out in my mind, though, is that is that Chase was one of those guys that we felt that that makes other people around him better. He brings something special to the table. And I will tell you this, his infectious enthusiasm to play the game, you could see it getting to our older guys. They loved it. They got excited when he got excited. And he's one of those guys I think that, that people are going to feed off that en- energy. Um, we got into a situation near the end of the year. Um, I made him a captain because I watched how you know our veteran players were reacting to him. And I said, I got to put him in the forefront. And I did. Uh, He reacted very well. Uh, His teammates reacted very well to him.
0: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
2: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
0: And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Don Russ, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of The Colin Cowherd Show. The Colin Cowherd Podcast. Proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free. No deposit required at all. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly. Instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? First of all, FanDuel Fantasy, easy to use app. Take five seconds. Pick a new team every game. Compete for top cash payouts. For new users, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. So just go to FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. That pays the bill for us. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. They know we sent you FanDuel more ways to win. Uh, Ron Rivera joining us on the Colin Cowherd podcast. You know, uh, I look at all these contracts for quarterbacks and that – I watched the Super Bowl, and it was really Tampa's defense that overwhelmed Patrick Mahomes. He was hurried thirty-five times, and yeah. if it was offense, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre would have twelve Super Bowls. But they've never yes. quite had the defense. Meanwhile, Jim McMahon does because of defense. Brady almost always had a good defense. Peyton Manning rarely did his best. Too, he won a Super Bowl. I look at these contracts for quarterbacks, and Ron is their party that thinks this is a little out of whack. You start looking at these big games. We we spent too much money on the offensive side.
3: Yeah, my big concern, more than anything else, is is the middle class. You know, as a former player, I was a middle class player, and I got middle classed out. In other words, when when the salary cap came to be, you know, they had they had these guys they had to pay, and how they were going to cover the rest of it was, was everybody was going to be down here, and so my middle class salary is what got me cut, and and that's kind of what I worry about. And when you start seeing that, you go, "Wow!" Now, as a coach, yeah, I mean, I, I worry about that because you know you 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 spend that kind of money uh, on a quarterback, um, you know, with with the salary cap the way it is now. I mean, that's that's almost twenty percent of your of your of your salary cap on one player. Do you think being
0: a former player gives you a personnel edge? Are there times the hips, the the burst, the alpha, you can sense it? Do, is there a player you think to yourself, boy, if I hadn't
3: played, I wouldn't have seen that? Uh, you know what? I, I, what it does is it gives me a different perspective, okay, to be fair. It doesn't make me better than anybody else, but it gives me something that if you haven't played the game, you, you, you can't say you've experienced it and you have a sense and a feel for that. Um, I love watching guys when they you know, when, when, when they're at the combine. I love watching guys when they're doing their pro days, because you can see guys that are competing. And like you said, you get that sense for who that alpha is. And you also get a sense for who's not who, who who's, who's the fake alpha. You because you, you can watch. And so that's something I think that 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 I have because I played the game uh, more so than anything else. I think, you know, being able to see who fits and, and how the, the the hierarchy is of that group of players. You know, we went and watched Cam Newton. And what happened was, um, you know, my first year as a head coach, we go to Auburn to watch Cam. I went a day early and I was just kind of walking around the, the, the stadium. Cause I had heard he was going to have a workout with the guys that it was, he was going to do his pro day with. So I, I, snuck in and I watched him from, from afar. Nobody knew I was there, but I, I take it back. One of the, one, one of the grounds crew guys let me in, um, <laughs> Nobody else knew I was there and, and I watched him and I watched the way he interacted with those guys. And I watched the way that everybody seemed to, 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 to follow. I mean, he was like the Pied Piper. They, he orchestrated this, he orchestrated and the guys just went with it. And the guys just fell in and, and, and did exactly. I mean, it was, it's one of those things that you just knew he's got that it factor, you know, and, and, and I got to see it firsthand with no cameras on, you know, um, I mean he was sincere. He, he really showed how much he cared about the guys. Uh, it was It was cool. It was a cool experience to see that. How, how many players in a locker room have that? Gosh, I, I, I would say there's probably if, if you're a lucky team, you've probably got six of them. It, it, you know, you've got six legitimate guys. Um, because you know not everybodys not everybody's gonna follow it, just one guy, right. But you need you need guys that that, that have that. And, and, and those six guys may have a different characteristic. Like, you know, like I, I, I happened to, 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 to catch Greg Olson and Thomas Davis both retiring today. And it's funny because I, I, I saw both those guys. I, I, I flipped on and I watched it um, live. And I thought to myself, Thomas Davis was the heart and soul and Greg Olson was the pr- the pragmatic leader that 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 was hey this is how it is this is the truth this you know what I'm saying you, you know so they each brought something different in their leadership style, but they but you have to have guys like that. I mean Thomas was the emotional heart and soul, but Greg was so realistic about everything and, and he kept everything real. You know um, you know Luke was the 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 the, the lead by example leader. You know that this is how you study. This is how you prepare. This is how you play, type of guy. You know, um, Ryan Khalil was 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 the guy that that just put his whole heart into it. You know that 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 he was. You know that, that that he loved his team. That type of guy. I mean, each guy had their own personality, and and I think it takes six really good leaders to 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 to, to have all those qualities that you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Cause you can't be there all the time. I mean, there's just, you, you don't have time in the day to cover all the bases.
3: And, 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 and you know what th- th- this is, and I really do mean, this is when I had a real good sense. I feel that, that, that 2015 was going to be special. My older brother Mickey passed away a few days before training camp started. And we start training camp and I'm making plans to go to the funeral. I get ready to go to the funeral Steve Wilkes is my assistant head coach. So I told Steve, Hey, you know, you know, I, I'm going to go, you're in charge, take care of this, take care of that. Then I went to the six captains and I said, Hey guys, um, you know, be there for coach. He said, Hey, you go be with your family. We got this. We got this. I said, okay. So I come back and to a to a man, everybody that came up to me, it was, it was an amazing thing. I said, coach, it was unbelievable. It, it, it was like, you, you, it was like, you were never gone the way everything went, it was like clockwork. It's really, I said, Steve did it. He said, it just wasn't Steve. He said, the, the other, the captains, he said, you, you, you've been proud of them. I mean, it was, that's an amazing thing when you have that kind of, of group, they take ownership. It's one of the things that we talk about all the time, take ownership, take ownership, you know, hold each other responsible, hold each, you know, and, and, and you always try to preach it and you get it once in a while and and it's hard to sustain. It's one of the things that i talked to coach Madden how do I capture that? How do I get that back? And he said, Ron, the biggest mistake people make is they think that they can start where they finished. And he said, no, he said, you got to get everyone to understand. We start from the beginning. We do the basics. You know, we crawl before we walk, we walk before we run. So that, that was, you know, but but that's when I had a great feel for 2015 that these guys were going to be special. You know, it's
0: interesting. You were, (laughs) you'd lay guys out, and because of safety, smartly the league has scaled back on some of that stuff. How can you be? How can you be a kick-ass, intimidating defense in twenty twenty-one? I mean, I I, I grew up with the Raiders and the Steelers. <laughs> I mean, Jack Tatum. You could make an imprint on people. You can't do that now. No. How how do you? Because your style is physical. When I think Ron Rivera, I think physical. How do you intimidate without? so many options physically. You are Your
3: players are often hamstrung defensively. Mm-hmm. I think the thing really is just just it, it has to have a feel of being overwhelmed. You know, whether it's, you know, and, and I'm very fortunate. I got Jack Del Rio as my defense coordinator. Jack and I see things very similar. We come from the same era of NFL football. And so, you know, he's, he's as hard-nosed as anybody I've been around. He does such a good job. And he, he carries the message with him. And it, it, it's about being so overwhelming that, that, that it, it's like, no matter what, what's happening, it's coming from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And, and so to be able to do that, to, to, to always kind of give the, the impression that you're, you're constantly coming, you're constantly attacking, you're constantly getting after, I think that, that that's how you can do it now. Um, it's just being able to be there, be around, just be felt, you know, it, it's, you're right. Because I can remember, you know, back in the day, you know, back in in in, in, in 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 the late 80s, you know, we, we used to just feel that getting off the bus was worth seven points. That's, that's, how, we, that's how we felt about ourselves, you know, when, when playing for the Bears. I mean, when you got guys like Hampton and McMichael and Singletary and, and Dent and, and, and Wilbur Marshall and Otis Wilson and Gary Fence, I mean, getting off the bus was worth something as far as we were concerned.
0: Yeah. God, Gary Fentz, could hit. <clears throat>
3: he could really yeah. hit. He was a yes. Yale guy, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was.
0: <laughs> um, you know, Ron, when you, um, you, you sort of look at your quarterback spot, and I, I said this the other day on the air, I said I, I, the quarterback I see for Ron Rivera is, is physical. Ron's teams are physical. This cannot be a finesse guy. He's got to have courage. He's got to be tough. He's got to be physical. Ron's going to be demanding. Um, Ron, Ron's okay with mistakes, but if you're not physical – it's not gonna work. That there's a presence, an aura, and I look at some of these guys out there, and you know I'll be the first to admit Sam Darnold jumps to me, and I'm like, Sam was a linebacker in high school. Sam mm-hmm. is Sam is I mean I'm, I've seen Sam run over linebackers, and you're the best team in the league in my opinion. It's March, it's a quarterback league, and you don't have one. Now reportedly, you guys are obviously you're you're interested in people. But I want to go to you. If I said to you, Ron, there's three qualities that you want from your quarterback. Well, obviously, he has to have a good enough arm to make the requisite throws. We, we know that. But if there were three qualities that you wrote in a chalkboard, this is what this guy's got to be.
3: And Cam, I bet, embodied some of those. What are those qualities? He's got to be tough, first and foremost. He has to be tough, mentally tough, physically tough, tough. Um, he has to have a true feel and love and desire for his teammates. You know, it, it's it's an amazing thing. But when the teammates know that 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 guy is going to do everything he can to, 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 to be there for his teammates, be around his teammates, it's it, it's just it's 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 an intangible. And then I think fearless. You know, it that was one of the things about Cam that I loved. He was fearless. He wanted the football in his hands. He, he nobody scared him. Nobody did. Um, and you know, it, it, it's unfortunate how things turned out. You know, with with the uh, you know with the 2015 team. But it, it, he he was fearless. He, and 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 he he really he really struggled with the loss. It, you know, and and it truly hurt him. It really did. It cut him deep. And I don't think people realized you know that about him. I'll I'll take a guy that passionate about winning and losing. I'd take that about a guy who is that tough. I would take that, that just that desire to want to win. I mean, that that's what I want. I I want a guy that really truly is going to do it. You know, we saw a nice glimpse of it from a Taylor Heineke. You know, uh, gamer. I will say, Alex Smith has got to be one of the toughest people I've ever been around. Absolutely, just. You know his his courage, his his desire to want to come back. That was that was an impressive thing.
0: Ron, a lot of the quarterbacks on the market have had injuries: Mariota, Darnold, Garoppolo, Wentz. How concerned are you about a tough quarterback? He's not sliding. You know Russell Wilson played baseball; he's got the slide down. But the physical component means he'll. I saw Justin Herbert put his shoulder down and knock a linebacker out. Is do you worry about a kid? Cause I don't know if you can coach reckless out of a player or do you worry about a kid, a Darnold, a, a, a Marcus, they've missed some games. They get hit. Does that worry you?
3: Yes. You, 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 you try not to take their aggressive nature away, but you try to explain to them about being uh, aggressively smart. You know, there, there's, there's a time and a place when you do those things. There's a time and a place when you tuck the ball and you, 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 you dive forward. There's a time and a place when you, you, you choose to run out of bounds. That has to be understood. That has to be, you know, again, if, 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 you, can, if you can have that quarterback for 16 games, you're going to win more of them than if you lose them. For 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 four or five at a time. That's why they have to understand. They have to be selectively tough and and make smart decisions. Make business decisions at time. Can you coach reckless out of a guy? No. But again, you have to. They have to be recklessly smart. They have to understand that.
0: When you um. I went through a a, a little, uh, not close to your magnitude, but I recently had a blood clot in my right lung. And I've always worked out. I work out every day. I eat right. Wife's a vegan. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm in the hospital one night in un- alarming pain. And again, not close to your, what you dealt with. But it's interesting. You've had a, a challenging but a great life. Family guy, well-respected. When you went through your recovery and dealing with cancer. Do you wake up in the morning and, and just everything, do you, do you see a little, do you land a little differently? Do you, does there's certain moments land differently for you with team or with family? Not saying it would change who you are, but do you smile more? Do you, do you, do you, you know, you, is there a little bounce in your step? Has it changed there you?
3: Is. There is. It, and it, it does change you. I will tell you, it's a very humbling experience. It truly is. And the one thing that I found probably the most humbling thing, the most humbling situation. And it's also one of the things that really drove me to say, gosh, you know what? I, I, I need to learn to be an advocate for, for, for healthcare, for, for universal healthcare. Um, cause you know, we're the richest country in the, in, in the world and yet we don't have the quality healthcare for everybody that we should. Um, but when you're in the waiting room, okay, and, and and this may have happened to you, you walk into a restaurant, everybody knows who you are. You don't wait. You get a table right away. You go into a waiting room at a hospital in the radi- radiology department, and you are one of the patients. And you go when your name is called. And I got to see these people and 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 you know, you you I, I was fortunate either my wife or my daughter typically took me to the doctors for my treatments. And I saw people that were there that didn't have anybody with them. I saw people that were there with their whole family. And you just, you just, you wonder and you think, and, and, and you just see these people and, and you see fear in people's eyes. Uh, you feel the fear. Um, and it's, 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 an, it's, a, it's a very humbling experience. And so I take nothing for granted. Um, I think even more now about certain things, certain elements of life. Um, but I think it, it, if there is one thing, it, 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 is, it has reaffirmed my passion uh, to wanna have fun and to win.
0: Tirerack.com the way tire buying should be.
1: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
2: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
0: And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Don Russ, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Jerry Tarkanian once told me, I can't remember the wins. I can remember every minute of every loss. Do you enjoy the wins?
3: Yes. Oh, without a doubt. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I, I don't like to display a lot of emotion because I don't want to draw the attention away from the guys. This is their moment. I, I really believe that. It's like when we come out of the tunnel, I never go through the, the inflatable thing. I go around it because it's not my moment. It's not. It's not about me running through the tunnel. It's about our players. You know, I try not to get demonstrative and draw attention to me. I want it to be about them. They're the ones who are playing. They're the ones who are earning it. This is their time. Um, and, and, but when we win, I mean, deep down inside, I love it. I mean, I love it for them. Um, it's an exciting thing. It really is because I've been there. I've told the guys, I said, I don't do this for me. I do this for you guys. I want to see them enjoy what I did in 1985. Okay. January 26, 1986, New Orleans. That, that, that to me is that's what it's all about.
0: Do you remember it vividly?
3: Yes, I do. I do. I, 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 I remember it like it was you know the other day you know walking down the street after the game, my, my, my best friend in football Jim Morrissey who was my, my travel roommate, we were roommates on the road for nine seasons. One of, the, one of the you know just I remember walking down back to the team hotel after the win and just thinking, dang man, we're world champions.
0: That's a great feeling. Uh, yes. Finally, finally, Ron. When do you think all the stories say you're in the quarterback? You know, you're calling. Yeah. When would you like to have it wrapped up?
3: Oh gosh. Um, well, you know, again, we're 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 dealing with free agency right now. Um, who knows? And then when we get into the draft, who knows? I, I know what we'd like to do. Um, I'd love to see it happen. Uh, but if not. What we got to do is make sure all the pieces are in place until we find that right guy. I will say this though. I, I like, I, I like the young guys that we have around us. I think the young guys have all got an opportunity. Um, they're exciting guys. Taylor Heineke's exciting. Kyle Allen's exciting. We have a young man named Stephen Montez, who we really don't yeah. know a lot about, but it's, um, these are all guys that love the game and it's, it, and I'm looking forward to what's going to happen uh, going this year.
0: Are you a bang that, Fist on the table to the owner guy. Would you do that?
3: Well, if I'm going to blame anybody for not getting what I want, it's me. You know, I mean, I have the opportunity to, 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 to make decisions right now um, and we've got to do it right. I mean, we're, you know, we, we've mapped out some of the things that we want to do. We, you know, it, and, 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 you know, we we, 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 we sit here and we see things are happening and happening and we're checking them off. We're, we're, we're putting them in place. And we're going, OK, you know, next week coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. And we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> hey, this has been a pleasure for me. Really well, has been. You, um, I just have a great deal of respect for you. I think everybody does. And uh, you're an easy guy to root for. And thank you so much.
3: No, I appreciate this. This was really cool.
0: Thank, thanks, Ron.
3: All right, Colin. Thank All you. All right.
0: Thank you. That was fun. Remember to follow us on social media at The Volume Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Rate, review, and hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. We're young. We're growing. We're kids. We're a little rebellious. Please listen.